This week on the podcast, we are venturing into the Conjuring universe, starting with 2013's The Conjuring. Welcome back to the Dissect the Film Podcast, where we dissect the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite films and film franchises. Today, we are celebrating 10 years of this crazy universe that is the Conjuring universe. Uh, Our first kind of franchise where it's not a continuation of just one thing, but we're going to be venturing into many different spooky things that all somehow link together. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about the 2013 The Conjuring. All right, it's 918. We're headed down into the cellar where the door's just opened on its own. Give us a sign that you want to communicate with us. Nothing. What are you guys? Well, we've been called ghost hunters, paranormal researchers. But we prefer to be known simply as Ed and Lorraine Warren. There's someone here that would like to talk to you. There's something horrible happening in my house. November 1st, 1971, I'm sitting here with Carolyn Perrin, who, with her family, has been experiencing supernatural occurrences. You picking up anything in here, hon? Something awful happened here, Ed. What is it? Whatever Lorraine sees, feels, touches, it takes a toll on her. A little piece each time. You have a lot of spirits in here, but there's one that I'm most worried about because it is so hateful. That's not gonna help. This thing has latched itself to your family. Father, we never seen nothing like this. I'm coming with you. No way. I can't lose you. There's a lady in a dirty nightgown that I see in my dreams. She's standing in front of my mom's bed. With my yes. good friends Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Oh, yeah! Fuck me! I don't need to introduce myself. No, we know who you are. I'll know who. Yeah, they know who we are too. So, yeah. so the intro. 
The Conjuring. This is a, a movie that I've seen many, many times throughout the years. I I don't think I saw this in theaters, but I do remember seeing it many, many, many times when it came out on Blu-ray. I actually have my, my Blu-ray back there that I watched today. And um, so, yeah, that's my history with this franchise. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what your guys' history is with this franchise, because Angela got me all happy with what she had to say before we hit record. So, Angela, why don't you break down uh, your history with this? Uh, with this, do you have a history with this franchise, or is it, are you going into this for the first time? When did we watch this? Two days ago. That's my my history. There you with go. That's it. our history. Two days have ago, you we seen were told any, we have to watch. Have you seen any of the movies in this franchise? Any of them? Nope. Nope. Wow. All right, this is going to be yeah. a lot of fun. So, yeah, let's for somebody. Uh, <laughs> Do we want to save our thoughts uh, on the movie for the end like we if were going we're gonna, to do, or do you guys want to do it now? If we're going to do it on the end like we're supposed to, we should do it on the end like we're supposed to. I mean, there's no, Dan, to, there is no we're supposed to do anything. Well, you're the one I talked about when to change it, so I'm doing whatever you but, all but, want to but do. But I'm so care. intrigued to know what Angela's thoughts are on this movie before we even get anywhere. <laughs> like, oh, nobody gives a shit about mine. It's like, you've projected this well. Well, I, well that's the thing is we were all we were going into this expecting, you know, Dan to have the, uh, you know, I'm waiting for the reaction videos from Angela, but I feel like she's going to be going through the same experiences as Dan. So, like, I feel like we're not going to get anything because they're going to be both going through the same shit. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Let's let we've been doing it for over 100 episodes. Let's just do it. Let's do it right now. Do it. Angela, do it. Angela, break it down. What did you think of this movie? D- Dustin picked this this, right? You sure did. Fuck you, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to start this. That's a great way to start this. I hate haunted dolls. I hate. So, I can't say that I hate um, haunted dolls, possession, stuff like that freaks me the fuck out. Like, I woke up in the middle of the night, like, still looking, looking around. Like, I would not, our closet's right there. I would not, I did not face my back to the closet. I wouldn't even, <laughs> as soon as it got done, I wouldn't even go in our bathroom down here because I knew I had to turn on the light to see. There's a mirror. And there's a mirror in there. I was like, nope. Oh, no. Nope. Oh, no. Like, I, I do not, I don't do well with those. And I try, as much as I love spooky stuff, poltergeist and possession and stuff like that just freaks me out. Yet this, yet Angela is level 7,500 in a game called Phasmophobia, where she literally hunts things <laughs> like this. And she <laughs> wasn't into this. What? I, you make no sense. I, I, did, I didn't say that I didn't like it, though. It I just, just well, freaks no, I'm just, me it's just, out. It's just hilarious that your, fa- told- your favorite game to play, the game that you have put the most hours into <laughs> yes. since I've known you, is a game about hunting all sorts of ghosts. <laughs> I said I said to him, I said, oh, we're watching Phasmo the movie. I said that. I was like, look at all this bullshit they're doing. This is this the stuff that you do in Phasmophobia? You're like, <laughs> an expert. You're like a double expert at this. As soon as they started bringing stuff oh. out, he's like, is that how that works? I'm like, well, it's how oh, it works in the game. I don't great. know in real life. Oh, but man. yeah, no, the the acting was very well done. The, you know, the makeup for the scared the shit out of me. Bathsheba. But, Yes, 
um, see, growing up in a religious household, we we were always told, you know, you can get possessed, you know, super easy by demons Boy. if you if you let that stuff in. Mm-hmm. So here I am growing up thinking that if I watch movies with like that, that I'm letting it into my house. So here I am. I'm like still <laughs> like looking behind me, running up the steps, looking behind me, making sure there's like no demons chasing me. That's yeah. But would I watch it again? No. Was it good? Yes. Still scared the shit out of me. So we won't we won't be venturing back into watching that one again. <laughs> Takes a drink. Ooh, All it right. Was, it was rough. It was uh, after it was rough. Damn. Okay. So. Oh, and I did try and record his reactions. He's like, "You're not getting anything out of me." Don't fail. He's like, "Okay, so I just won't try anymore." Nope. Like you don't make things fun. You'd have got more out of me than. Yep. Okay, so you Dan. So Dan, point. can we get some of her then? We need some content, I, you know. I make no promises. Or Angela, just <laughs> or just set up your phone somewhere. Just hit record. And just let your phone record you for the entire movie and then just go back and kind of like, you'll be like, I remember that. I'm going to go back here. Clip it. Or just send me the whole video. I'll find them. <laughs> so to build on what she said, I thought the acting was great. I like the actors. A lot of them I noticed, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the the pra- the effects they used, for like the makeup and stuff was, was pretty good. Uh, I really like the soundtrack. The, oh, yeah. the, the actual like music of the era they played. I love that music. I've said before, I grew up listening to that kind of music. Um, it, it, it did a good job at doing what it was supposed to do. Mind you, I completely half paid attention to the entire fucking movie. And that's all, all of these are going to be, so don't expect any different from me. So if you're like, <laughs> oh, I'm bummed. Yeah, like, no, that's what you're getting. I fucking hate movies like this. And it's not the possession angle. I just hate movies that's just jump scares. I, I, ghosts aren't interesting to me, except for 13 Ghosts was the only good ghost movie ever. That even goes for Casper with Bill Pullman. Um, the, the old one's good, but I'm just not big on ghosts. It just doesn't do stuff for me. I'm not a, I don't really believe in ghosts to begin with. It's just I don't like movies where the whole thing is like, we're just going to scare you in every fucking way possible. Just like cheap, loud noises and just, I, I don't like that shit. So, yeah, there you go. That's it. It's not a movie for me. And right. none of these will be. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is going to be a fun however many weeks it is. I can't remember how many oh, movies I'm fine. Like I said, I just half pay it attention to it. Jump scares, though. Like, there was a couple of times I was waiting. Like, I'm like, they're going to do it. And they didn't. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's what they do. Like, it, it's very, I don't know. It was high intensity there for a while. Like, the whole... um Hide and clap or hide and go clap yes. or whatever that hide, they play. Hide and clap, yeah. <gasps> yeah, those like, scenes are real tense. Mm. I remember the first time watching this yeah. movie and like the the scenes of her walking through the house and then of course when she gets locked in the basement and you're just like you see that scene for the first time, you're like, Holy shit. Oh, I was like, I was like, Don't why why are you going in the basement? Like, stop. Yeah. No, no. I haven't told Angela's like she's like, Oh, when the 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 thing happened in the basement scene you're talking about. Like, yeah, I've yeah. seen this. Like I've seen clips of this before. I so. didn't. It's one of the most probably like, famous scenes from this movie. Yeah, is the, the I would agree. Scene. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I I love paranormal stuff. 
I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like my full fledged, like I believe everything that I see when it comes to like paranormal shows and stuff like that. No, um, I enjoy watching paranormal investigators who actually will debunk stuff and more prove the fact that maybe there isn't a paranormal activity going on somewhere uh, instead of it always just being, would you hear that? It's probably Bill. He died 35. Like how the fuck you from a noise, bro? Like, let's chill the fuck out. All right. Um, I do believe in ghosts. I do. I've, oh, I've been a huge, you know, I, I've had my own experiences in life that I've shared, um, you know, back when I was, when I was streaming, I definitely shared that. I don't know if I've shared that on the show, but, uh, yeah, I believe in them. I believe in ghosts. I believe in, you know, paranormal when it comes to like demon stuff, it's a little bit different. Cause I'm, you know, I don't want to get into religious stuff, but like, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not one of those kind of people. I don't believe in that stuff, um, but I do believe in paranormal stuff. Does that make me a hypocrite? I guess you're going to have to let me know in the comments. Um, so I thought this movie was awesome. I thought it was fantastic the way they portrayed paranormal investigation. Uh, you know, I really wasn't well-versed in Ed and Lorraine Warren. Now I'm a little bit more versed in them. I know some things now that I didn't even know back when this movie came out. Um, but I like the fictional <laughs> representation of Ed and yes. Lorraine Warren more than there I like go. the stories behind the real Ed and Lorraine Warren. And we'll go a little yeah. bit into some of the things, which is all um, it's, you know, it's nothing that I'm going, I'm not, there's, it's just accusations for certain things when it comes to Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, the real people. Uh, we're not going to go too deep into it, but we will mention some things. Well, let's talk about the conjuring. It was directed by James Wan. He's the man behind the uh, creation of Saw, uh, along with Lee oh, okay. Wanell. Uh, Makes he, sense. Yeah. yeah, he's so he's uh, he's a man who has started many franchises. He started the Saw franchise. He started the Insidious franchise, which came out three mm. years before this, which is also a fantastic um, haunting style film. Uh, which also stars Patrick Wilson, who is yep. in this movie, and subsequential uh sequels down the road uh is there a new one yes it just came out uh, uh as of this recording it just came out a couple days ago uh which is i think the final insidious movie which was directed by patrick wilson well see that's what cool. throws me off because they're both in these two movies so like yeah. when i saw it i was like wait isn't there a new i was like no it's the other franchise well the Got crazy it. thing is is insidious uh chapter two and the conjuring came out in the same year which both starred patrick wilson like I in listened. substantial parts of the movie. It wasn't like Patrick Wilson was like in the movie in insidious chapter two for five minutes. Like he's in the majority of that movie and then <laughs> the majority of this movie. And they're both directed by James Wan. So they, those two guys were really busy and they were hanging out with each other probably most of that year, which is just crazy to think about. I was like, I, like well, going back because I wasn't sure when this movie had come out. And then I and then I saw it was 2013. I was like, I just went through the Insidious movies because I'm planning yeah. on going to see the new one. <coughs> and I was like, 2013. That is insane. How do you do that? But you yeah. also look at like how long these movies actually take to make, and it's not that long if you think about it. It's usually only a couple months. Um, which that's I guess, kind of how horror movies seem to be yeah. for the most part. I mean, and and to be honest. I mean, this franchise would get more money as it would go because it would rake in a lot of money. Um, this movie only had a $20 million budget, 
which is pretty, really, I which is pretty low, I would say. Yeah, for nowadays, I'm thinking like years ago. I'm still because we were usually oh, a couple yeah, of yeah, yeah, twenty million dollars. Yeah, like, like holy shit, shit, that's like two hundred yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's a really low budget. I mean, mainly most of it's probably your actors. Oh, absolutely, for but, sure. But the thing is, is like if you look at the cast, I think Lily Taylor is probably the most like well-rounded actor, like prominent actor in the movie. Like she has been around for a long, like Patrick Wilson, to be honest, I don't really remember. Like, I mean, people could probably point things out to me, but like, I don't know much of his work before insidious, which came out in 2010. He was nice. He was in Phantom. Oh, of the that's Opera right. He was in Watchmen, which came out in 2009. You're right. God damn. And, and, and Phantom of the Opera. What is that? The, what, what? was that the Gerard Butler one? Okay. He I, was, never, I never saw Yeah, it, it was 2004. He was real. I don't. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he was in Watchmen. I don't know how I forgot. I don't, I think it was just more of like, I knew he was in Watchmen, but I didn't remember. I forgot what year it was. So yeah, he was in Watchmen yeah. in 09. Uh, he was in a movie called Hard Candy in 2005. It's Aquaman. Dude. He was an Aquaman. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. That's I'm another. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's another James Wan movie, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, but but back to James Wan. I mean, he is he has cemented himself as a true like. I mean, he is a horror, a legendary horror actor. I mean, most of his career is horror movies, with the extent of uh, the seventh entry in the Fast and Furious, um, which was the last movie that Paul Walker worked on, which was the only Fast and Furious movie I ever saw in theaters because of the fact it was the last Paul Walker movie, and then he directed Aquaman. But he, I mean, throughout his career, he would do Saw. He would do uh, Dead Silence, which is a movie that's kind of usually ranked on the bottom of his filmography. But I love that movie. It's one of those like haunted uh, dummy movies, which is which is a good time. Yeah, not anything you actually. I heard that movie's not. It wasn't too bad. I don't. Think. No, and they just released a four. Uh, I think Scream Factory just released a four K uh, version of it, which I plan to snag when it's not thirty eight dollars. But uh, yeah, he's done. I mean, he's done a lot of work. He directed. Let's see. He did Death Sentence, which was a remake. A I don't know if it was a remake or if it was like a sequel to Death. Remember the old Death Wish movies with uh, yes, with uh, was it uh, Charles Bronson? Char- Charles Bronson. Yeah. Yes, that baby. was a so Death Sentence was like a sequel to those movies. It was like Kevin Bacon played his character. It was, I really? really I really liked that Kevin Bacon and it huh. had John Goodman it had Garrett really? Hunlin from Tron Legacy uh, I really enjoyed that I just don't I just it just seems like Kevin Bacon playing Pierce or not Pierce God <laughs> <laughs> fuck I lost his name I just blanked his name you know what I'm talking about but playing his character from that franchise like it just doesn't like yeah, I'm sure it's, it's fine it's, 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 it's just like in my mind I can't yeah it was weird. But um, but yeah, he would go. His latest movie that's out that came out in twenty twenty two is Malignant. Oh which, yeah, which is a movie that has kind of been split down the middle between people who really enjoy that movie and people who just don't like it. And I have been on the don't like it side, but I've only seen it once, so I'm hoping to rewatch it maybe for the show to maybe push myself over the uh, the like. And we I do have a guest plan for that episode because uh, Dustin from uh, the Baron's Hideout podcast is like loves that movie so okay i already have a future plan for uh for a guest spot for him there but he's also directing the new aquaman which doesn't i just don't care i just don't, I don't care. care you care 
I don't care. Okay. I re- Nobody cares. But he's been an executive producer on like okay. 8,000 things in his career. Uh, he's an executive producer on the new Mortal Kombat series. He's uh, He just did Megan. He's doing all the uh, pretty much anything that's related to this franchise he's a part of. He's supposedly a executive producer for the Salem Lot hmm. remake that's supposed to be coming out sometime. Um, he's still he does a lot of writing, as mostly for the franchises he's already uh, started. But yeah, he's a he's a busy guy. But in horror, I think is that um is is the fran is that the French or the genre he is most famous for, and I think he does the best work in my opinion. These mega blockbusters, you just the director usually just disappears from those movies yeah. where you're just like, hey, who directed that again? Oh, yeah, because it looked like every other superhero movie. That's right. Uh, That's yeah. why I forgot it was James Wan, because it didn't feel like yeah. a James Wan movie other than the fact it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Patrick Wilson's in Aquaman because he's worked with James. It's, yeah, whatever. Uh, this was he's written, James though. James Wan's guy. Right. <laughs> this was written by Chad Hayes and Carrie Hayes, which are twins, by the way. I figured that out while watching the special features for this movie. Good to know. Yep. Um, I guess this was a an idea that was thrown around all the way back to I think like 20 no it was like 2008 and they just couldn't get anyone to sign on for it Um, a movie in 2009 called The Haunting in Connecticut came out uh, which is a case that the Warrens investigated uh, but I don't think they're mentioned in that movie I haven't seen that movie in years but uh, this would be the first one where a case from, from the Warrens would actually have the Warrens in them um, but yeah, there's some really crazy things about the Warrens that came out way after, uh, this movie came out. And, um, like I said, it's all speculation. It's all accusations. It's, it's not anything I can, I'm going to be like, they did this. Uh, but supposedly, uh, Ed was not very faithful to Lorraine. There was some weird relationship he had with like a 15 year old girl, uh, back Shit. in the sixties. Uh, she actually lived with the family for a bit. It's a weird, weird thing. And of course, I mean, other than that, which is bad enough, um, a lot of their cases have been debunked. And a lot of it, I think um, people just assume that um, they made these the big deals about all their cases because they just wanted to be famous and they just wanted to be out there. And they were they were probably one of the most famous paranormal investigators uh, of all time. Uh, their organization, which uh, they started back in 1952, is still the oldest paranormal like organization in the country. Which is in, and it's still running today, even though uh, Lorraine died back in 2019 and Ed died in 2006. Oh dang! Okay, yeah, and she was heavily involved in this, but there was also speculation that there was a contract, like there were certain things in the contract for this movie that they couldn't depict certain things, which made then made the Warrens look like they were the most loving couple in the world. And to be honest, that's why I like to envision (laughs) these characters as fictional, even though the events of this movie supposedly happened and all the, uh, the fan, the parent family that they're, that's all their real names. They didn't change anyone's names for the sake of the movie. Those were like, uh, all the real names of the family. Also, they changed the look of the house too. The conjuring, the actual conjuring house was like a, it looked more like a, a ranch style farmhouse instead of the double, the two story farmhouse. Uh, you can actually go there. Um, I don't know how to actually go to like 
you, you can, I guess if you can make appointments to go walk through the house, uh, uh, a podcast I listen to a uh, really good podcast called Friday the 13th Horror podcast. They actually did their hundredth episode on uh, new England's um, horror. And one of them was, they actually covered this movie uh, which is a couple episodes ago for them as of this recording. And they actually went through the conjuring house. So cool. It's pretty cool. So make sure to go listen to episode 100 of the Friday, the 13th horror podcast. Cause it's fantastic. And they actually talk about their experiences going through the actual house. I'll just live through them. Yeah. I'm not going to go <laughs> into the complete history of the conjuring house and all the events because they actually, the, the, the things they talk about in this movie are pretty close to the actual history of the house itself um so yeah we'll just talk about that when we get through the plot so this movie starts vera farminga who plays lorraine warren uh for anyone who i mean she's been in a lot of stuff she for me it was the departed it was bates motel that's what kind of cemented her into my mind she's been in so many movies uh throughout her career so godzilla Yes, yeah, can't, can't, can't forget Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, yes. can't, can't admittedly, admittedly, though, I recognize her from stuff like this when I worked at the movie theaters because she was just in a lot of horror movies in this era, mm-hmm. like that I remember. So, she was in a movie called The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which is probably the most depressing yes. fucking movie I've ever seen. Yes, um, yeah, I'll pass hard on that one. That yeah, stupid. it's yeah, it's yeah, and she was in Hawkeye. She was in uh, a few episodes of Hawkeye. She played Kate Bishop's mom. Are you looking at her filmography right now? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she was in The Orphan, which obviously. Yeah. Oh, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've seen that on there. I was, like, movies, I, know. I was like, I'm wait forgetting a minute. movies that we've actually covered on this show that had her in it, right? Godzilla, King of the Monsters and Orphan. Uh, we have Patrick Wilson, who plays Ed Warren. Like I stated, he is in the Insidious franchise, directing the latest uh, film, uh, Insidious, The Red Door. He was an Aquaman. He was actually in, uh, was it Prometheus, right? He played, he was the flashback of, um, oh, what the hell was her name? The main character's dad. Remember that? Oh, yes. And he had that you. really bad British accent he tried. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I like I like Patrick Wilson. I think he's, he's really good at uh, everything he's in, so. Uh, we have Ron Livingston, who I think most people will see him and go, office space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. remember some other stuff, but for sure, office. He was in Band of Brothers, Swingers. Yep. Um, he was, and then he was in Boardwalk Empire, uh, which is mm. a TV show on HBO. There's a show, one of your shows you watched. He's in. I can't think of the fucking show it is. So I know a lot of people mistake him for um, uh, one of the do. Was it the uh, Dumas Brothers or Dubas Brothers? Oh God, remember that? Have you ever heard the movie Creep? Sure. The guy who's in that, I feel like people mistake him for that dude because they kind of look similar. Mark, Mark, uh, is it Mark Dublas? I think that's his name. People can yell at me in the in the comments. I maybe mix him up with that dude. Yeah, because I don't see anything that I'm watching. That okay, sorry, it's some older you've watched in the past. No, I could be thinking of something else. Uh, we have Lily Taylor, who I remember seeing a long time ago. My mom showed me Mystic uh, Mystic Pizza. And let's see. I'm trying to think of what have I seen with her in it? Oh, she was in Rudy in 1993. She was in The Haunting, which was the precursor to The Haunting, um, Haunting a Hill House. She was in the original one, which was directed by Jean Dubont, who directed uh, Twister. Mm. 
She was in uh, Public Enemies, which was a was the John Dillinger movie with Johnny Depp. She's been a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Uh, Eli uh, Leather. Oh, she was in Leatherface. Jesus Christ, one of the many <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequels. Oh Lord! Now, you, now you've got me thinking. Like, know, what I'm am sorry. I watching? I'm so, so Somebody that looks like him in it. All right, we're going to go through the the kids' cast, but I'm not going to look at everything that they've been in. But we're going to talk about uh, Shanley Caswell as Andrea, who played the oldest daughter. We have Haley McFarland as Nancy. Uh, Joey King, who is probably the one that I see and go, I know her because I've seen her in a lot of stuff. She was in Dark Knight Rises and many, many other things. I mean, that's not what she's well most well-known for, but that's what I remember her from. <laughs> uh, she played Christine. We have Mackenzie Foy as Cindy. We have Kyla De- uh, Dever as April. Uh, Shannon Cook as Drew, which was the 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 guy that helped Ed and Lorraine. It was like the the younger guy. Uh, yeah, John Brotherton as Brad, who was the cop who was so out of place in this movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, and Sterling Jerrins as Judy Warren, who was the daughter. Uh, and this is a crazy one. The composer of this movie and many. Many movies in this franchise. Joseph Bashara also played Bathsheba. Oh, and really? he would play the red face demon in all of the insidious movies that have that character. He okay. literally his if you look up his. So he I mean, he's a composer. He literally I mean, you, if you've ever seen insidious and then you listen to the music from this, you're like, yeah, it's definitely the same guy. It's just like that loud string work. And it's yeah, just so yeah. intense. Uh, but he has, yeah, he's done um, pretty much all of the movies in this franchise, except for The Nun, and I think it's Annabelle Creation, which is the second Annabelle movie. But he's done all the Insidious. He's pretty much done most of James Wan's movies, um, starting with Insidious. Uh, he actually did the music for Insidious The Red Door. But when you look at his acting credits... This is his acting credit. So in uh, uh, 2010, he would be uh, the lipstick face demon in Insidious. Then in 2013, he was Bathsheba. Then, yeah, it's literally demon, 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 crone, demon, night hag, demon. That is his credits. (laughs) Sure. I mean, you got to make a living other than music. All right. Hey, I mean, to be honest, he makes those demons look good, you know? This movie was released July 15th, 2013 uh, in Cinerama Dome and then July 19th, 2013 uh, in the U.S. So we're actually, as of this recording, we're only 10 days out from its 10 uh, 10 year anniversary, which is. Yeah, that wasn't planned, everybody. Okay, I've been planning anniversary, significant anniversary movies to cover. Shut up, Dan. (laughs) 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 This one was not planned. This was just how it worked out. We didn't uh, even pick this. Yeah. Uh, this movie ran at an hour and 48 minutes and at a $20 million budget and $319.5 million at the box office. That's why we got a lot of sequels and a lot of spinoffs and we had a franchise. These uh, movies killed at our theater. People Stuff love like those haunting movies. I mean, to be honest, like- Insidious killed it this weekend. The new Insidious movie. Killed it. Oh, really? Weekend. Yeah. So, what did it hit? Do you know? Um, I think it was like thirty-two million dollars over the weekend, which for a horror it's movie good. in its first weekend is pretty fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's uh that's everything for that. So let's talk about 
the plot. Yes, it thickens. So this movie opens with some fucking music that just slaps you in the face. You're just like, holy shit, what is happening? And it's like, yeah, you're in for a fucking ride, man. We get a, a bunch of young nurses are telling their story about um, the creepiness of this doll. And this doll is named Annabelle. They tell their story about how they met a, or they they t- were talking to a seven-year-old ghost of a girl named Annabelle Higgins. And they were like, oh, you're very nice. How about you? You can hang out in our doll. That's fine. And for one, if if that is the, no. for, for one, the real Annabelle doll is a Raggedy Ann doll. Yep. Just, just to let everyone know. If you didn't already know, I mean, this movie's 10 years old and has been talked to death. But just for people who don't not, Donut? Do not Donut. know. Words are hard. Dog nuts, bro. They're just people are just used to it. Like, yeah, he's an idiot. It's fine. Um, that's what they say about me. So, I mean, I've yes, been there. Annabelle is a raggedy and all the real one. Uh, but they were like, yeah, that's not creepy enough. We got to make this thing the most terrifying looking fucking doll you've ever seen in your life. And I'm Absolutely. like, who would want this thing? As soon as I saw this thing, I'd be like a big old nope. And listen, one of my favorite characters of all time is a possessed fucking doll, but I would rather have a possessed looking Chucky hanging out yep. in my house than that goddamn Annabelle doll. Nope, nope. I don't do dolls like that. Nope. So burn them. Yeah. So yeah, they um they tell that story and of course they're telling it to Ed and Lorraine Warren who are like, "Yeah, so you pretty much invited it's not a ghost of a little girl. It's a demon. It's a it's an evil spirit." Uh and um yeah, you you fucked up. And they're like, oh shit. And then it kind yeah, of right. like goes into flashbacks of showing like their experience with um, you know, they had like cr- crazy things were happening in the house or in the apartment, so they got rid of the doll, they threw it away, and then the doll just showed back up again. And me? <laughs> yes, it, yeah, no. we get the note. This is no. miss me. And you get the whole thing where they uh the the one girl goes into the room and you just see like Crayon drawings all over the fucking room. I was like, I would have killed for a deleted scene of seeing the Annabelle doll just crawling around, coloring all over. I was like, you never get to see that. It's always just the aftermath. I want to see it. I want to see the doll crawling around, even though technically the doll is being maneuvered by the demon. It actually, it's not like in the doll, like actually the doll's moving. It's actually just being puppeted by a demon. Yeah, because they said they can't possess yes. dolls. Yeah, it's a it's a vessel. It's not um you know it's not a body for them to control. Mm-hmm. It's it's all it's all weird. Um, so yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess yeah. <laughs> so they uh, end up taking the doll, and you later find out that it now lives in the Warrens' house in a very locked up cabinet. Can I say something? Which is still there today. Outside of the fact that they had to have known they were going to do something with this, all the animal stuff has almost no payoff in this movie. No, and I don't think I I don't think it meant to because I think uh, when you see it later on, I mean we'll get to it when we get to that scene. I think you know what I'm talking about the whole rocking chair thing. Yeah, but like that's the thing is like I I I know what they were trying to do is establish the Warrens what they do, mm-hmm. but I felt like there was just too much focus on that specific doll like like bring it up multiple yeah. times in the movie and you're like if there wasn't a movie a sequel will fall up to this it's just like there's no point yeah unless they oh, knew right. for sure but anyway carry on no, i i agree so 
we then see Ed and Lorraine. They're teaching a class about the Annabelle case. That's kind of the whole reason why you get them talking. It kind of turns into the video of that they're showing this class. And, you know, of course, you get the whole thing where it's like, oh, who are you? You know, what are you, you guys? And they're like, oh, well, we're demonologists or we're paranormal investigators. And they name off a couple of other things. And it's like, or as some people will call us kooks or weirdos or whack yep. jobs. And it's yep. like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people nowadays um, uh, go with those <laughs> more yeah. than yeah. the other things, especially now. Um, so a fam- So then we get to we jump forward and we see a family, a very large family. And by the way, this man cannot get a boy to save his life. Because he's got, no. five, was it no. five daughters? Five. Wow. Um, they're moving into a new house. And uh, as soon as you pull up to that house, you're like, damn, how old is this house? 1730s. Mother. Growing up, I wanted I yeah, wanted this, a house like this. No joke. This house is pretty awesome, though. Like, it and looks then, so sick. But then they all the horror movies, possession movies, use houses that look like this. And I'm like, nope, mm, nope. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're perfect mm-hmm. for these situations. Mm-hmm. But also, it's it's hilarious because even when you're looking for a house, like the year it was made is always something you look at and you're like, Whew. especially yeah. if you're someone who believes in this stuff, you're like, that's that's a red flag. If this thing was built in the Thank 1700s, you. most likely someone else is still there. Someone who's has been, you know, yeah. not on this earth for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Um, when they all move in and the dog's like, hail to the no. I'm going to stay outside. Thanks. Is this where we get our first musical interlude? Dog does what's up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's time of the season by zo- the zombies. Yep. It's a good song. It's, it's fucking a sweet song. Oh, it's so good. I don't want to sing too much. It's great, <laughs> dude. So good. He doesn't want to get... I don't want to get a copyright trick on our 20 views. Was um, there a timestamp with this transition to this? Because it took us forever to figure out what year this was. This is 1971. So it's It shows, like, when they first walk into the house, it shows, it says, like, New Hampshire, 1971. Okay, because we missed that. I missed is it that. New Hampshire? Show- I thought this was Connecticut. Connecticut. Well, no, no, no. Says- so this house is in Rhode Island. Or Rhode Island. It yeah. says Rhode Island. Yeah. That's right. This house, though, like when they go to the back, like when they see it, when the daughters are going through and they there's the girl sitting at the tree, it looks like a house that belongs like Louisiana. Like it's like an old plantation yes, house. Doesn't. Yes. I want to say this about Rhode Island and no offense to any viewers that are allegedly from Rhode Island. <laughs> I don't think Rhode Island's a real state. I've never been there. I've never seen a vehicle with a Rhode Island, Rhode Island license plate. I have. It's fake. Never oh, happened. I've never seen never seen it myself. It's allegedly the smallest state. They're like, dude, okay, we need so fifty. We just rounded who's out. Spent Rhode a lot of time in Rhode Island. It is a, <laughs> it is a state. I've seen many license plates in my state because I'm like, from New England and I live in New England. It is a it is a state in New England. Uh, I went on vacation there uh, with my wife. You know, I train and my old job. I had to go there for like six weeks for training. Yeah. Dan, it does exist. I know. You know, you're you're in the South. I know. I understand. You don't have those tiny, tiny states. No, we but, don't. Uh, See, yeah, I think they it's just, like West Virginia is probably like your smallest state. <laughs> probably. But like, I think they perpetuate this because just to make it seem like it's more grandiose. Like, yeah, we've got Rhode Island. I've been there. Like, we've been there. I mean, you could literally drive through Rhode Island in like an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, it's maybe. yeah, it's pretty crazy. But anyway, carry on. But yeah, I. 
so the family's settling in, and the youngest one finds a creepy uh, music box in a tree that is straight out of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And you're like, maybe we should not let this little girl play with this creepy box she found a tree. Because as soon as I see her with the box, I mean, maybe the parents just assumed she already had this thing because they have five girls and they probably can't keep track of everything that these girls do. So maybe they just assumed, oh, this is just a, she probably had that. Did we get her for Christmas one? I don't fucking know. Um, Where'd you get that? Yeah, but it's. And they never ask either. No, no. Like, what are you playing with until it's too late? So they play a really creepy ass game called hide and clap. I will never play this game ever. No. And I hope my kids never figure it out. Cause I, it's like a brand new house. Also like, you just get hurt so bad. Dude. Also. Yeah. Who plays a, on the second floor of a house with open banisters? Like they literally have banisters. They literally you fall to your death. Yep. I <laughs> saw what Halloween I was waiting ends. for. That kid like, died. Break her neck. <laughs> Yeah, like the best part of that movie. Um, <laughs> they discover oh. during their game that there's a cellar, and I'm like, "How the fuck do you not know there's a cellar in this house?" Uh, for one, you're in New England; every fucking house is a cellar. Yeah, <laughs> especially houses this yeah. old. Come on, gotta have one. Yeah, gotta have one. Uh, so the dad explores down the basement, and uh, I go, "It was boarded up for a good reason, Dad." Probably yes. should have left it that way, but yep. you know, can't progress this movie. And then, uh, yeah, later that night we get the whole. Um, <laughs> this is the funniest thing because <laughs> the, the the mom and dad because he, he he finds her the first bruise on her and uh, her leg or whatever. Shin. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, right there," and she's like, "Yeah, it's fine." Uh, I, you know, whatever. She kind of brushes it off. She's like. Oh, he also says he's tired. She's like, well, are you tired enough to christen the new place? And he's like, did I say tired? And I was like, just make sure you pull out because you already have five. I'd hate if you had six. Not how they play those games back in the 70s, dude. <laughs> yeah, they, Not at all. Their pullout game fucking, was weak. It's like uh, <laughs> the, fuck? the 19 kids and counting. God damn. Yeah. So yeah, the mom makes uh wakes up the next morning. She got some bruises on her. It's uh really cold in the house and she notices all the time. Yeah, all the time. But also the fact is like you also find out the dad hasn't figured out the furnace yet. Like figured that would be pretty important to figure out as soon as you move Wiggle into a house. Handle. You for one, yeah. what time of year is this? I don't know. I, yeah. So it's it gets pretty damn cold at night in the fall in New England. Uh, but they, the, she also notices that all the clocks around the house are stopped at three Oh seven. That's weird. And that's also kind of a, uh, a similar thing that happens in the Amityville horror, which is another thing, another case the that the Warrens investigated, which then yeah. turned out to be a fucking all a, a bunch of bullshit. Uh, but in that the clock stop at three fifteen Cause that was when the, the guy killed his fa- the time the guy killed his family or whatever. So it's very similar. So- I don't. So this house had to be modified in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, because a house of this age would not have centralized heating. Cool. Okay. No, I mean, no I mean, somebody could have updated it. I know. That's why I said it had to have been updated because oh, yeah, it absolutely. wouldn't have that. Because we lived in a house, and this is not just the, the old example I've heard of it. We lived in a farmhouse from. It was built in like the late 1800s, early 1900s, and there was the furnace. Like the the I guess radiator, big radiator yeah. in the dining room, and that was it. 
It was a two-story farmhouse, and the rest of the shit was cold if it was cold outside. So, Well, there's a lot of junk in the basement. She goes down there to see how it's going down. And she's like, there's a lot of stuff. And I'd be like, this is a fucking field day for me. I'd be going through all that shit, having a great time. Hell yeah. I get nosy like that, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but unfortunately, yeah. this all turns sour when the youngest daughter finds the dog dead. I'm like, why? Why, gotta why is that? Like, yeah, yeah randomly, man. like, on, man. it's like the dog was there for this movie just to make you feel bad. Like, one uh, scene of the dog, yeah. you can't come in the house. Next scene of the dog, yeah. it's dead. Yeah. Like when they kill the animals. We're then back in Connecticut where the Warrens live. We're at the Warrens house and Ed is giving a tour of the haunted museum or relic room or whatever they called it. And uh, I like how he walks in and he's like, yeah, so this is where we store all the stuff from each of our cases, the kind of the vessels that all these things are living in. Don't touch. And then he goes, everything in this room is possessed in some way, even that uh toy monkey and of course the guy's like i gotta touch he's like don't touch i said yeah. it before he shows the guy the Anna- yeah he asks if the annabelle doll's there he shows uh, him that and then he catches his daughter in there and of course like the first thing he goes like you didn't touch anything right she's like no it's like you know you're not supposed to be in here calls his calls his <laughs> housekeeper i'm her, damn it you know she's not supposed to be in here so you find out that lorraine is kind of not 100 percent I guess there was some botched exorcism that happened that kind of fucked her up, and so she's kind of stepped back from doing anything paranormal right now. Um, so yeah, she it's a whole conversation. It was like he's still trying to do things, but she's kind of stepping back. But also, she's like, I don't want to do things without you. Yeah. So we then go back to the farmhouse where we see kind of the first inkling of something weird is happening. I mean, yeah, we got the whole thing with the dog dying. That's weird. And we got the whole thing with the the house being super cold, but like you could just pass that off. It's just, it's an old farmhouse. Uh, but we get Christine played by Joey King. Who's getting fucked with. She gets her, her leg pulled. She's trying to blame her sister because she shares her room with her. And, um, you don't really get, this, you also get, this the, is why you don't sleep, um, over top of the covers. That's why you sleep under the covers. Oh man, ghosts would have loved me because that was all me. <laughs> if it's a little bit too, if it's a little bit too hot for me, I'm sleeping. I'm literally <laughs> like, no, there's no blanket on that bed. It's just me on top of a sheet. Yeah. No, me. I got hot after we watched this, and I was like, shit, I need one foot out from under the covers, and I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> We were talking about Something's it. Something's gonna touch my foot. She's like, this is why you don't sleep with your feet over the bed or underneath the covers. It's like. The ghosts could just go underneath the covers. Yeah, right? They're ghosts. <laughs> they can go through things. <laughs> nah, I was thinking, I always expect just the monsters, mm-hmm. like, instead of, like, wanting to scare me or grab my grab my foot, he's he's actually, it's, you know, 2023, and the, you know, the monster in your bed now has a cell phone. He's just taking feet pics. Easiest way possible. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> hey, you make, you make money doing that. Exactly. Uh, other than the her getting her foot pulled, she also is like, stop farting stinks and, you know you're like ooh, something's happening or just or just nancy's over there like just fucking ripping it she's got it the old stink yeah hey man when you're sleeping things mm-hmm. happen your bowels start to they, <laughs> they relax and that's when those those things escape um 
Oh, man. So we're then back at the farmhouse where the dad wakes up to some very loud static on the TV. I'm like, what was the volume on this TV when you fell asleep, bro? Because that thing is loud. Jesus, I had to like turn my TV down because of the static of his TV. Holy shit. But he's also hearing some thudding going on around the house. Uh, there's doors opening. There, he finds some windows open. And no. this is when you discover one of the daughter's sleepwalks, which I guess was something that hasn't happened in a while. Uh, but her, she's literally just banging her head off of this really old wardrobe. And you're like, oh, my God. Still, after seeing this movie a bunch of times, this I like sleepwalk. I mean, my I my daughter sleepwalks, and it's just it's creepy. It's fucking creepy. So just like see it in a movie, I'm like, I'm glad we don't live in an old house because I think it would just make it even worse. So the uh, the next morning, the dad discovers there's another big bruise on the wife, um, which uh, her name is Caroline or Carolyn, and his name is Roger. Most of the time, I just called him mom and dad. Yeah, but he finds another bruise on her. She's like, you know, he's like, go get him checked out. She's like, I will. See you later. You find out he's a truck driver, too. Uh, the youngest daughter is like, hey, mom, you want to see my cool spooky box? She's like, yeah, sure, honey. Absolutely not. Yeah, she tells her that she's got a friend named Rory. And the only way you can see him, you can see him in the reflection on the box. Like, she does the thing. But, uh, you, but you're expecting it because it, like, zooms in on her face. and You get the really creepy music. But then you don't see anything. And you're like, oh. And then she's like, hey, mom, you want to play hide and clap? And she's like, nah, not really. And she's like, come on, I never get to play. So reason. <laughs> she's like, fine, jeez. This is when you get kind of a first visual of something creepy because she's, for one, why are they playing hide and clap in the second floor? This just yep. spell. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, so I was like, disaster. she's going to break her neck. She's going to fall down the steps and break uh, her neck. So. She's wandering around. She goes into Andrea's room, which is uh, that's the room that's got the creepy wardrobe. And that's when you get the wardrobe like opens. And then, uh, you know, the, so the whole point of the game is you only you can only ask for three claps uh, to try to find the person you got. You got to see it earlier because that's when they discover the basement. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. So you get the, the the hands that just come out of the wardrobe and do the, do yeah. the clap. They're trying to. Like, they're trying to lull you into Narnia, like come on, yeah. child. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's when she she kind of gets a little wary about it, and she goes and looks in there. But then the April comes around the corner. She's like, "Ah, you took your mask off. I win!" Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, you weren't even close. I was in such and such as room or yeah. something like that. <laughs> uh, you then find yeah, you then find out that um, the dad is a truck driver, but he's all based on like I guess like work when he gets it, like people, they just call him up. He's like, Hey, you're going to deliver this to this place. But I guess he's got to go all the way to Florida for a week. I'm like, that uh, sucks. Yeah, no. Owner operator. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And you get the whole thing where it's like, he's getting paid less to drive farther. I'm like, fuck that. But yeah, when you have a family of five, well, technically six with the wife, uh, cause clearly she doesn't work. Cause she's probably there, you know, taking care of the youngest and then got to take care of the others. Um, yeah, that sucks. And that's why mm -hmm. they live in this house, because they got it super cheap. Yep. Uh, that night, Christine gets messed with uh, to the point where she thinks, again, she thinks it's uh, Nancy, but then it, like one of them, like one of the pulls is so hard, it like freaks her out. Like she wakes up and she's like, well, and Nancy's just passed down the bed, so clearly it wasn't her. 
So you get the whole thing where she um, looks under her bed because it's usually the first place you look. And then she stares into the corner because the door is open. So she stares into like the dark corner. You don't see anything as the viewer, but she can see something because Nancy yeah. wakes up and she's like, Nancy, there's something in the corner. Can you see it? And she's like, no. And then she like, she even goes in there, nothing. And then of course, when she turns around to go back out, Christine's like, it's right behind you. And you still don't see anything, but you just hear yeah. it. But it just, cause it just cuts to the parents room where you hear the screaming and they go in and Christine's freaking out. And I thought Nancy would be freaking out too, but clearly she didn't see anything. Yeah. So yeah, she's like, my sister's weird. Yeah. And uh, of course she says like that she saw somebody in the corner and uh, even talked to her and it said uh, that it wants my family dead. Shut up, lady. You're going to eat your family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so get out my house. Yeah. We then see uh, Ed gets a call to go help somebody with a situation. And you find out that, you know, they uh, Lorraine decides to come back and help him out and they go to a house and they find out it's just the pipes in the house that's causing the the weird sounds going on, which uh, I feel like in a lot of houses, that's the most, you know, mostly the answer to a lot of weird sounds. And uh, back in those days, just old ass piping. So we then go back to the farmhouse where uh, Carolyn is hearing some weird you know, thumps around the house. She goes down to investigate and this is when she's like walking into the hallway and she hears the glass shatter and then all the pictures just fall off the wall yeah. on the stairs. It's like, oh shit. Okay. And Out. you then get to see that you see the basement door open by itself and so she's like, hmm, I wonder where I should go. Let me go there. Let's, no yeah. white person syndrome <laughs> exactly <laughs> let's go that, check it out it's yeah. the big fluffy dog that's barking its head off oh let's go pet it no yeah nope you leave it alone they go there or she goes into the basement and she gets the door slammed on her face and she gets knocked down to the basement stairs and she gets real fast by the way like it's Dude, let, she'd be dead no no, no. In any other movie, yes, she would be instantly dead. Because <laughs> anybody, any other horror movie, no. I'm surprised she stood up. Yeah, but or uh, at least be knocked out real good because she hit her face real hard on that pole. Yeah, and then on the floor. When she comes to, there's a a red ball that like flies out of this pile and just bounces in front of her. It freaks her out. She goes back up the stairs, and she's up at the top. She can't get out. So she she I guess she had matches on her the whole time. And she just lights a bunch of matches and she looks. They were dropped on the steps when the right. the dad went down. Okay. So she lights it. She, she doesn't see anything. And then she goes to light. She lights another one. And all you hear in like a whispery voice, like, you want to play hide and clap? <laughs> and she's like, and she goes and lights more. And that's when you get the behind her and it freaks her out. And you just get the, the, the scene of the outside of the door as it's shaking because clearly no one can hear her. I got chills down my whole body when you said that because I can see it. I mean, she also hears the piano playing in the basement too, which is like, yes. again, I'm not going down there. I just see no. that's not. No. You get chills from that scene. And I just think of what if she just misheard the ghost and thought it said, hey, do you want to go play hide and get clap? She's like, I don't want, I don't want that at all. What? Frankly. Why did I know that was a joke that was going to come out of you? <laughs> 
I was just, I was, I was just waiting, waiting for, for that. Right known turn. him long enough. Well, it's like the oh, when Lord. they're talking in the kitchen and they see the bruise on her shin. She's like, "What did you do to me last night?" And I was like, "Wow, wow." We're working on the I old mean, number six right now, baby. He's like, he's like, "I didn't do nothing, but fill you up." <laughs> Um, like as much make as me you some can, food. As much days. as you can hear in that house, it couldn't have been too rough. So, ah. so Cindy is sleepwalking again. She goes into Andrea's room. She's running into the wardrobe again, and Andrew's like, "You know what? I'm gonna come sleep in my bed. It's you know, it's fine." And this is when the wardrobe starts making weird noises, and so Andrea goes over to like investigate and. She, of course, like, um, what who did I say? Cindy. Cindy's the one who was in the bed. And she, like, looks up and she sees her face. And then she turns and Beth Sheba's just on the top, like, <laughs> and then fucking leaps on her. This is my wardrobe, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she, you can then hear the screaming. The dad shows up at the nick of time. Like, he is there yeah, at the yeah. right time because he then goes in because that, because the mom is locked in the basement. That's happening upstairs. He's got to figure out what the fuck is going on. And no, and like, I love what he has to say. Like, for somebody just tell me what the hell is happening here. Yes, I just got home. I just don't know what's up. Oh man. So we then jump to another like seminar with Ed and Lorraine as they're talking about. Uh, I'm guessing this is the exorcism that fucked up Lorraine. Um, mm-hmm. It was an exorcism on a, a guy named Maurice. I mean, it was an extreme one because it didn't work. Uh, he ended up. Um, uh, ending his life uh, but there was like weird side you know they even had all these weird things happening on video where uh, he was he was talking about it's like this dude had like a third grade education but was able to speak Latin forward and backwards um, he he had like a uh, the cross was showing up on his stomach like upside down like in under his skin like visibly okay. on video which is like okay and yeah, just a bunch of crazy shit happened, but it like fucked up Lorraine. But you don't really get that uh, knowledge in in this scene. Uh, but you, uh, if you didn't know, uh, the real Lorraine Warren is in this scene uh, when they're zooming when they show the crowd. The old lady that's in the front row is the real Lorraine Warren. <laughs> yep. There was another lady in the in the crowd, and I was like, "Is that Courtney Cox?" <laughs> I was like, what? Could have been. <laughs> I was like, it looked just like her. Gotta get work doing something. Trust me, she's making plenty off of all the residuals young, from friends. It would have been a younger version. <laughs> oh, of course. And the Scream franchise. And the Scream franchise, absolutely. Uh, that's why she only shows up in the Scream franchise now. <laughs> she's like, I don't need to do there anything else. That's right. Yeah. So they talk about the whole like process of hauntings or uh, demonic possessions it starts off with infestation which is like the noises and everything so what we've already seen happening in the parent house then you get oppression which is kind of like trying to turn everybody against each other or trying to turn like the person that's trying to get or trying to be possessed against everybody else um, which we don't we haven't seen yet and then of course the final part is possession which is you know when the demon finally gets a hold of uh, a host uh, you see uh, Carolyn's in the crowd so she then talks to the Warrens outside and of course like Ed's like yeah we're we're busy you know it's probably just some easy thing to explain and she's going through the whole thing is like no they're like they're, it's gonna hurt my kids and like I'm afraid I'm afraid for my life blah 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 
And Lorraine's like, okay, yes, we'll help. Yep. Let's do it. Gas this bitch up. Gas up the old ambassador. We're fucking going, boy. <laughs> it is an AMC ambassador. I mean, the they fly to this place. Like, yeah. when they're showing the highway scene, you're just like, damn. Yeah. So, Fuck that 55 mile an hour <laughs> speed limit. Yeah. So the Warrens, they go to the parents and uh, of course they go into the house and they, uh, the, the, the mom and dad, they're talking about like everything that they've experienced. The fact is like they're smelling rotten meat, um, the knocking in threes, which is a mock to the Trinity. And of course the broken pictures that fell off the wall by themselves. And of course the dog died. I don't even think they mentioned that. Like that just happens. Oh and then goodness. there's just never gets talked about again. It's like, we just found our dog with its neck snapped outside. Oh, they also birds. birds. Yeah. Birds are crashing into the house. Yeah. And the, the um, clock stopping at three Oh seven. Right, right, right. And yeah. So they're like, yeah, that's a, uh, that's pretty, pretty uh, good sign that it's demonic activity. Yeah. You got a demon. Yep. Lorraine Lorraine goes downstairs <gasps> and she's Sorcise the demon. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's all I could think of <laughs> during this movie. And then I was waiting for um I was waiting for Bathsheba to say your mother sucks cocks in hell. Like I was just I was just waiting. Like I know that's not it's uh, not it something that's gonna be to said. I was just, it, I, was no, just and I was just, just waiting. Expecting a knock in the movie and somebody be like, Yes, Satan. <laughs> oh, I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So Lorraine goes in the basement. She senses something's not good down there, and that's when Ed takes uh, Carolyn and Roger. I keep forgetting his name to the side. They uh, he wants to record her telling him all of her experiences, and Lorraine hangs out with April because April wants to show her Rory. And this is when you actually get to see Rory because she does the box. And then as it like it, like the, the mirror kind of rotates in a way or it kind of like moves and mm -hmm. you see Rory kind of behind the door and she, and then of course it like the next time around it, he disappears. So yeah, this is when you kind of get that first hint of a ghost and Lorraine goes outside to the creepy ass tree. And it, it's not even the fact that you like see Bathsheba hanging from the tree. But it's the it's the the noise of the rope that gets you first. It's mm -hmm. like that creaking of the rope as it's tightening, and then of course uh, Ed comes out to see what's you know what's going on, and of course she's got that like terrified face as you just see feet, you know, uh, from the tree. It's 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 still a creepy scene today. Well, and she's a clairvoyant, so she sees this stuff. Mm -hmm. Lorraine, she sees this stuff. I'm like, I don't blame her for it wearing her out. Oh, that's absolutely. A lot. Yeah. That's a lot to see. So they they pretty much tell the parents, your house needs to be exercised. And they're like, what? I thought only people could have that done. And they're like, eh, no, not really. And of course, he tells Ed tells the whole process, you know, it has to go through the Vatican. Um, you know, only, you know, fully trained like certain people can do exorcisms like he he knows what to do but he's not actually like ordained to do it because he's not mm -hmm. a priest because i guess <clears throat> even in uh reality even the real ed warren he literally wanted to know everything about um that field and uh without actually having to be a priest 
Nowadays, you can get ordained on the internet. And I wonder, yeah, and I wonder if his extramarital stuff had to do with that. But like I said, that's all accusations. I'm not going to go any further. Um, he wanted to know everything. He wanted to know everything. Uh, they were like, "Oh, well, we could just move," and I'm like, oh, "This doesn't work like that. It's going to follow you anywhere you go because it's attached to your family." And then, of course, you go through kind of you backtrack into all the scenes you've already seen, but you see like the shadow behind. Yep. Um, Carolyn and Roger, and then you see the shadow behind the kids, and then of course it shows yep. uh, the uh, Bathsheba hanging from the tree again, but from like a farther view, so you see like her whole body, you know, her her there, and um, yeah, it's like, no, we just, we the only way we're getting rid of this is with an exorcism, and of course you have to you also get the information that they're not they don't go to church, their kids haven't been baptized, which kind of like, plays a big thing into exorcisms because I guess it feeds it the demon attached to them a lot easier because of the fact they don't have faith they're like yeah the demon's not gonna like us much because uh, we we believe in God this is a holy war yeah so we're back at the Warren's house and Ed is going over his recordings and he discovers that Carolyn's voice never recorded it's literally you just hear the the questions that were asked before uh, but you don't hear her voice coming as as but answers. It, I, I, Parker's house is possessed. I heard yes. it. The cre- yeah, the creaky, the creaky, creaky doors. Door. It it's adds the ambiance to this episode. <laughs> yeah. It does. But I can imagine. Uh, what's the name of the fucking ghost in this movie? Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Okay, I, I okay for magic players out there. I keep want to say Baba La Saga, which is a thing for magic. That which sounds also more confusing to, to say than Bath. Which also makes me want to say Baby Lasagna because I listened to a fucking podcast that's what a guy named his deck that uses that character. But anyway, <laughs> I just got this Beth Sheba like goes up to the recorder and like while they're trying to record and just like magically gets in and just mutes one of the channels. Like, <laughs> <laughs> in 1971. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that's when how there apparently... wasn't really channels. You know the um, reason the reason ghosts could do this shit is because they just had the internet before anybody else. Yeah, yeah. They could just hack into shit. And it's just how. Well, it. I mean, you know, uh, it's supposedly it's because of the fact that um, spirits can mess with electromagnetic fields, which of course a recorder would have to use one to do that. So, and it's a demon, so it could, it's got extra powers. When you, were, well, when, you sure. work, when you work for the Dark All Lord powers. himself, you get some extra powers. Um, when you bed yourself with Satan, absolutely, yeah. it's got perks. <laughs> so the the other thing is, so of course he shows uh, Lorraine that, and Lorraine then goes through the history of uh, Bathsheba. So the original owner of the house was married to Bathsheba, who he, she finds out was a relative of a uh, Mary Town Esty, who was accused of which uh, being a witch in Salem. I guess she was a real, witch. she was a real person. I mean, a Beth Sheba was actually a real person too. So, but um, I guess uh, how do you know she's a witch? <laughs> what? She looks like one. <laughs> <laughs> she turned me into a newt. <laughs> what? I got better. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh man, no. But Beth Sheba got pregnant. She had a baby, and then the husband found her trying to sac. Well, no, I guess she did end up sacrificing the baby to Satan, and then of course she like ran out and she she uh, hanged herself at that tree in the you know calling you know in the name of Satan. Well, and I guess she died at three oh seven a.m. 
We were we were talking about this literally before it got to that. Not the hail Satan. Thing. <laughs> hail Satan. Anyway, we, we, not that we were talking about. Um, read works better when I've been. No, it's fine. Remember sorry. before we even got to this point, like we were saying, like burn the witch, and then we found out she was a witch. Like, oh, we were right this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you also find out there was a lot of other deaths that happened afterwards because she kind of like cursed the land. Like pretty much anyone who take tries to take her land will have to pay. Um, so there's like a boy that drowned in the lake behind or the pond behind the house. Um, somebody else, somebody got shot in the house and there was a bunch of things that happened. And uh, that's when the recorder starts playing on its own at 307. Uh, pretty much just these high shrieks, these high pitched shrieks across the recording. So now the Warrens are back at the farmhouse because it's time to get some proof because they need proof in order to submit it to the Vatican or submit it to the church to then submit it to the Vatican and do that whole fucking process of getting an exorcism approved. They get the house wired up, uh, which is pretty impressive, the equipment they have in 1971 to do all this stuff because this stuff probably was super expensive back then. Do you hear how clear? Yeah. When they talk in the microphone, I was like, we were talking about this. Like, what the kind of fucking 70s super technology is this shit? Like, everything... Shit that doesn't even exist. Well, their, their video of everything looks like it's from the 70s. Yeah. But then you hear him talk, I'm like, damn, that's clear. Yeah. Well, even when they do the video from the 70s, it's way too fucking clear. Well, like, yeah. We're just gonna I add mean, the fucking picture frame, the, the you know... It's, film frame there's definitely a filter there that you yeah. can tell is just stop guys that, <laughs> that microphone i was like damn we need one of those oh shit clear oh so lorraine i've gone back and listen i've gone back to listen to walter cronkite and he does not sound that fucking clear I'm yeah and he was you. working for network television <laughs> yeah go ahead sorry sorry uh, so Lorraine and Carolyn, they have a heart to heart. They talk about, you know, being mothers and, you know, of course, Lorraine, you see the picture, which at first it looked like just really bad. Like it was like a superimposed picture of them on the beach, but then it shows yeah. like th the precursor to them taking the picture. I was like, okay, that actually looks like a beach, but like the picture just looks so fake. It was so <laughs> bad. Um, like, but of course we went to, Am this is when we went to Amity Island. Yeah. Before they had all those bad shark attacks. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's actually yeah. way before that. I know it was the 71, but anyway, there's like no background because yeah, the book was until 74. So yeah. So she talks about how like she would do anything for her kids. Uh, you know, she's a good mom, which is, which is great. And of course, uh, Lorraine is, you know, is being that like supportive person, like trying to comfort her, uh, during this dark time. So we then, uh, Oh, also we meet Brad, the cop who I just was like, why, why this guy, he's so out of place. <laughs> Somebody who made this movie is like, all right, it takes place in the 60s, 70s, sorry. This motherfucker's driving a bullet Mustang. Like, but they weren't called that at this time. Like, this is what this motherfucker's driving. Yeah. I couldn't see the side. It's 67 or 68 Mustang GT Fastback. It's like it's practically the same green. I was like, he needs to drive the bullet Mustang. Mm -hmm. That was the yeah, go ahead. Somebody liked Rocky Horror. What? I said somebody liked Rocky Horror. Did he drive the Mustang? Was it a Fastback? No, his name was Brad. Oh, fuck that movie. And fuck Brad too, irresponsible son of a bitch. But, like Sets he showed, shotgun down. Yeah, he shows up <laughs> and you get like some comedy beats where it's like the door opens and they're like, <gasps> and then it's just him going to the bathroom. He's like, oh, I had to go, and I was like, okay, Brad, you gotta ask for permission. You can't just like yeah. piss in someone's house. But um, he didn't go outside. Well, I would have done. I yeah, peed on the 100%. dog. I would have peed right next to my car. Right now. 
peed on the dog. Yeah, it doesn't matter that and the dead birds like this shit's mine. Oh, I, I'm guaranteeing that dog was buried, Dan. <laughs> they could pee they there. Just, they did just leave it dead on the ground. Like, oh, that's a shame. Just, just walked away. <laughs> they seemed pretty distraught about their dog. No, I, no, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. But things uh, things happen, but really nothing happens at the same time. And then uh, the clock changes to 308, and Brad's like, <laughs> fucking idiots. He doesn't actually I say believe that, in, but pretty much. I believe in the clock, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's like cool line, bro. GG, um, man. This is when the next morning, everybody's so chipper and happy. Yay! Can we go get pancakes? We're gonna have pancakes. Can we get some ice cream? Uh, Lorraine's outside doing laundry. Why? Okay, and ice cream for breakfast. Yeah, pancakes and ice cream for breakfast. Well, no, they had pancakes and then they went out for ice cream. So they had their pancakes first and then they went out for ice cream. But, you want your ice cream? You got to eat your pancakes first. <laughs> yeah. All the pancakes smell like uh, rotting meat. Suck it up. I made these damn pancakes. But this is when everything starts to kind of progress with, uh, you know, the possession and everything. Because, you know, of course, Ed and Lorraine have their little lovey moment at the at the laundry. And, you know, it's like, oh, we've always dreamed about living at a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Um, And then he leaves. Out from under him. Yeah, he leaves because he's like, I'm going to go work on that Chevy. And we're like, what Chevy? And then you find out later. Um, and then she yeah. is doing the laundry. It's starting to pick the weather's starting to pick up. It's getting windy, and she loses grip of one of the sheets, and it like hits something, and you just see a body, and then it flies up to a window. When it flies off the window, you see Beth Sheba standing there, and then it that walks a- towards no, go ahead. I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. Oh, and, she, and then she starts walking towards Carolyn's room because she's like, oh, I don't feel I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap. I like that shot, though. Oh, the, it's really cool. She hits the body and then goes to the window. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking sweet. Really good. Lorraine runs up this runs up to try to uh, get to Carolyn because she knows that's where Beth Sheep is going because they find out that it's uh, the mother like throughout the history of this house. It's always the mother of the family that gets possessed to kill the kids but it's too late Bathsheba makes her appearance on top of Carolyn which is just like oh my god and then vomits blood into her mouth I just thought it was chewed up Twizzlers pull and peel it's (laughs) (laughs) it's not nearly as bad as it's not nearly as bad as that fucking pink yogurt from Evil Dead (laughs) it just goes on why is your mouth open shut your mouth it was Why are these strawberry zombies yogurt? strawberry flavored? <laughs> oh, oh man! But like of course, Lorraine confronts Carolyn, and Carolyn kind of like brushes her off, and you kind of t- she can kind of tell like, okay, she this is this is not normal. Yeah, because she's like, I think I heard the dad and the kids, and I'm like, they're not even here yet. Yeah, because they they left, and it, right after this is when they pull into the driveway. And uh, Roger goes and talks to Ed because Ed's fucking with the car. Yeah, it's a 55 or 56 Chevy four door, yep. like a 210, whatever, 510, whatever they call those back then. Dude, nobody gives a shit. It's a Tri 5 Chevy. If you've seen one, you've seen all of them. Even if you like Tri 5s, I'm sorry. They're fucking everywhere. Mm. Carry on. Not this time, probably. No, I'm actually surprised they're fixing it up because that wasn't a common practice back then. Mm-hmm. 19, especially 71. And they needed that vehicle. At least that I have heard. He didn't need that vehicle. Go fucking get around to it. So, yeah, he tells Roger about Lorraine's uh, experience with that exorcist or the exorcism. 
how it went. didn't go very good. And uh, it like freaked her out so much. She like locked herself in a room for eight days. Didn't eat. Uh, it really, it really messed her up. So we then go back to the next night during the investigation. And this is when Brad is kind of, it, it, he sees some shit. He's like going to make himself a coffee. Uh, he notices the rocking chair outside is rocking by itself. And then that's when he, this is, this is, I don't mind jump scares. I don't. I, when, when they're overdone, it can get annoying, but I love it when it, when it, it shows you something real quick where you're like, oh shit, did you see that? But then a jump scare happens. So like you see, he goes by the pantry and you see the woman uh, standing in the back. But right before that is when he sees the rocking chair rocking, you can hear, look what she's done to me. Or look what she's made me do. Yeah, look what she's made me do. And then you see that uh, when he sees the maid, she uh, shows her wrist like, look what she made me do. And then he's like, and of course, and then she disappears and he goes in there to be like, hey, it's like for one, Brad, 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 you know who's in this house right now. Why would you think this was anyone who was there? I would have been like, you don't look familiar. I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Good luck with whatever you got going on. I would have stayed, but I would not have gone into the pantry to be like, good luck, lady. And then, of course, he gets the jump scare where the, the, the maid like comes right at him and she's like, oh, what she made me do. And then she like disappears and he freaks out. Now all I can hear is Taylor Swift. What? <laughs> Look what you made me do. Uh, I, I, dude, I, do. I, Look what you made me do. I seen this guy and I was like, he's a non-believer. There's no way he's 100 percent movie. Like, like that was my first thought when yeah. he said that he's gay's dead. I mean, he went looking for. There's a maid in the house. Oh, let me go look for it. No. Yeah. So while this is all happening, this is when they 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 hear footsteps upstairs and they notice that Cindy's sleepwalking again. And she walks into a room. She walks into Andrea's room again. And then they could hear a boy's, a little boy's voice talking over the walkie-talkie or over one of the cameras or whatever, one of the recording devices that was up there. Well, they've got the camera set up and they see the flash. And whoever's in the other room, one of the secondary people's in the other room. We've got some activity going and here yep. she is. Because she walks she past walks the by. camera. Yeah. And it flashes. Yeah, it's... Um... It was it's Drew. Drew. It's Drew. Yeah, because yeah, she walks by like the front door and then walks up the stairs. And then when they go down there, yeah, they see her walking along the second floor. And then she goes into the room. They hear the boy's voice over the uh, the radio, and they go into the room, which is locked. I can't get in at first, but then they get in there, and she's just gone. And they're looking everywhere. Uh, but then they they Ed is the one who looks inside the wardrobe and realizes there is a compartment like a piece of the wall is just gone and he goes in there and notices Cindy's just passed out in there yep. and that's when April's like oh yeah that's where Rory hides when he's scared so I'm guessing yeah, Rory like, is oh, the boy who drowned in the pond behind the house that's I'm yeah. guessing which which is cool that you got the other ghost because like you almost think it's all just one but it's not yeah because yeah. some of them are like they're not like <laughs> malevolent spirits like Bathsheba is the one mm-hmm kind of being the puppet master of everything that's going on yeah. but she's the true evil where they're all just the victims of of her witchcraft um so Lorraine investigates uh, she goes into the wall she investigates the area and she finds the uh the noose in there and then just crashes to the basement just fucking three floors down just bah, bah, yeah. bah. 
And she's alive. Yeah. Everybody, she's and alive. she's fine. Yep, she's okay. Yeah. She just had to brush some she's dust off. Hurt. She's okay. Yeah. I'm like, walk it off. You'll be fine. And she has the music box with her, and so she uses it to see other spirits. So you see uh, how the maid got killed, because it was like some other woman is there. She sees it in the reflection. You see it behind her. And then it comes out of nowhere. She's like, look what she made me do. I'm like, holy shit. Um, it, the only thing that kind of was weird is like, would you have, I would have just assumed that she just crashed all the way to the basement. Wouldn't I go down to the basement? Ed is like banging on all the walls and shit. Ah, Lorraine, yeah. Lorraine. And then he's like, oh, the basement. Hmm, weird. I probably should look in there. Right? No. <laughs> Who the thunk Thank is? You, Sherlock. Oh, Lord. And this is when, so Lorraine's back and then Nancy gets attacked. She gets dragged around the place by her hair to the point that Lorraine has to use the big ass scissors to cut her hair to release uh, Bathsheba. I was like, damn. And all this, this all the crosses started falling off. I was going to say, is that the scene? Too. Yeah. Yeah. Because when Lorraine's in the basement, she sees Bathsheba's feet drop down in front of her yes and they like move like follow her which is what yeah, caused like, her to freak out no like, fam oh nope God. i'm good <laughs> i would be leaving right then and there and be like you guys are on your own goodbye and she also lorraine also loses her necklace that has uh, her daughter in it yeah like she gets i'm like is she gonna get choked from this which this is it took me a few viewings to figure out that this is how bathsheba is able to do this next bit so Lorraine gets a warning about Judy. So she's like, we got to go home because something bad's going to happen. Well, at first she calls. Does she call her mom in the scene where she's like, is she okay? And she's like, yeah, she's, she's fine. Blah, blah, blah. She's out at the lake and she sees her daughter. Yeah. Floating, floating in the lake. Yeah. And, she's and like, that's when she calls her mom. Why would she think that's her daughter though? That's I, the thing that kind of blows me away. Like she is a clairvoyant and she can see shit. But like the fact is like you see your daughter in a, in a, floating in a pond at a house that clearly your daughter's not at. Why would she be there? Uh, but I, I guess I get it. It's just kind of an instinct to be like, Oh, my daughter. I um, just think yeah. it's otherworldly bullshit. Like I seen a picture of your daughter. I can go fuck her up now. Like, yeah. okay. So, <laughs> well, well, I guess it's she, the whole thing. It's like, it connects their two necklaces are kind of like a connection. Yeah. Okay. Cause the daughter's the one that gave her the locket. Yeah, her and she's got one like just yeah. like and so they really have to make sure you know she lost it because it shows it like on the stairs yeah and so they have to rush home they're gonna rush home to see judy because something clearly is happening but uh well actually no they the, because they called the mom the the mom says she was fine so they kind of they then go to the church because they need to get the exorcism approved um yes. but the of course the the Father, I think his name's Father Gordon. He sees all the evidence. He's like, "Yeah, this is definitely uh, something that needs to happen." But they're not part of the church. It's going to be hard to convince uh, the Vatican to approve it. And they're like, yep. "Well, they need it. Like, there's no other way. Like, this thing will never leave." So he's like, "Oh, okay. I'll, I'll pass it through myself." So you're like, "Cool." So this is when Judy starts experiencing some weird shit at home which is kind of feel like something that probably happens all the time especially when they have a room full of it where spoiler yes, alert there's a whole movie about this later on uh so don't forget to house. take the demons out for a walk <laughs> <laughs> oh god i just rolled like so, orphan souls in there every once in a while to let them feed like here you go have some of these uh, so 
she yeah she so like the house starts getting weird shadows and darkness and stuff she goes into a room where the rocking chair is which you see earlier where lorraine's brushing her hair and stuff and you see um a creepy woman rocking in the chair holding the annabelle doll and she's just like okay and then the annabelle doll slowly turns its head to look at her she's like i want to leave now but yeah, this is Bathsheba pretty much having, I'm guessing she has to use the Annabelle doll to kind of appear, um, which is weird because it's, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get to the, the later movies. It's, I actually don't mind this scene. The only thing that was weird was, uh, so Ed and Lorraine, they get home, they break in, they get Judy out, but the chair gets thrown at the door and it's such bad CG. It's so, yep. It looks so Fargo. bad. I'm like, holy shit. You couldn't have actually just thrown a chair. Like, I mean, you just, just shoot it two chair. different ways. Like, you just shoot the chair exploding and then just, like, put the actors in the scene because that just looked yeah. horrendous. Yes. Um, the little bit of CGI that's used in this movie, it just did not look very good. Yes. Um. So, Carolyn... We then, uh, so the the parents, they go to a, a motel, but I guess Carolyn takes Christine and April back to the house because uh, Bathsheba pretty much has her fully possessed and she's yeah. pretty much, yeah, these are the kids are, are going to get sacrificed. So everybody else is going to follow back to the house. Um, she They pretty much show up just in the nick of time because uh, actually Roger gets there first and stops her right before she's going to freaking axe Christine. And of course, like April's terrified in the back of the room and she just goes ham on all, everyone down here. She's tossing people. She's trying to choke out Ed. She bites the cheek of freaking Brad. She fucking yeah. hates him. She's just beating the shit out of everybody until they throw a sheet over her and then tie her to a chair. And then it's pretty much the whole thing's like, we need to call the priest. We got to get him here to do this. And he's like, it's no time. She's too far away. She's going to be dead by then. So Ed has to perform the exorcism, which he has never done before. And like, um, it, yeah, it, it, you know, of course, it's one of those things where he's like reading off the Latin, um, you know, verses from the Bible. And of course, things are happening. He's stopping because he's just like, I've never experienced this before. Like, if that's the look that he's really giving is like, I've this is I don't know what's happening. Uh, we also see that birds are just swarming the house. One crashes into the car that Christine's in. One's uh, a crow literally shatters a window. Um, I got a question. Yeah. Why is it the birds are inherently demonic? I have no crows idea. Crows are. But why crows? Crows and ravens. People don't like crows because they burn down houses and shit. Like, that's the only so, reason. So, like, cro just because so the they're arsons. Well, arsons, supposedly but, crows and ravens harbor souls. Yeah, but what about the pigeon that flew into the house? Like, into the window and then died right just, through I, it. Listen, you asked about crows. I'm just giving you the crow thing. Pigeons are just rats with wings. Dude, yeah. listen. Pigeons are stupid. Listen. I think the only reason they did that is because birds aren't real and the government controls them. That's the only exactly. reason. Exactly. Oh my gosh, you guys. 100%. <laughs> yeah, that that was a, listen, look at me. It's, that was it's, a conversation that they had. The it's like, to the X-Files theme. <laughs> yes, it's like the episode of Rick and Morty with the squirrels. Anybody who's seen that episode knows exactly what I'm talking about. Nobody wants to do little on their hands, I assure you. So, but... but uh, a uh, gathering of crows is called a murder. It's only called a murder because we call it that. Well, I mean, that goes... It's not like humans have christened it, so it I mean, must be true. I mean, that's everything. I mean, yeah, that's it's everything. Just, <laughs> it's just been a thing. Like, they show up when dead things are there. Well, no, it's usually what, vultures. Well, 
Crows are awesome, dude. They burn shit down. They're like, fuck the establishment. They're more anarchists than antichrist. Quote the Raven, nevermore. That would, he just wanted in for some shit, dude. He's like, dude, I want to burn your house down. Let me in. <laughs> Fucking Poe. Good God. Oh. He started this shit. <laughs> I did. Go, go, go ahead. I have to have to divert somewhere. This, this is when we get Bathsheba showing herself. You see, like, it pukes the blood inside the, the sheet. And then, oh, of course, like, the sheet, like, splits in half. And instead of it being Carolyn's face, it's Bathsheba's face. Uh, we then get the chair hovering and flipping and attaching itself to the ceiling. And I didn't think this was scary. This was one of those moments where uh, Lorraine's like, put her down, put her down. Or no, I think Ed says it. What's not what he says it. And I'm like, what? but what if she falls and snaps her neck? She's upside down. <laughs> yeah, that's no, what we said. She's going to we land on that. her head. But when she but falls, like, she literally like flips to the side. Yeah. Like but when she does it, it's like turn upside down and then, like, on the ceiling, yeah. I was like, "That's that's not like to me. That's like that's not yeah. It's, it's We're not it's, on the ceiling. That's it. Yep. Like it's a sight that you don't normally see, but that's not scary. Like she flipped upside down, and it's, it's not well, like I, she's. To be honest, it's it, more like what moments, she can do. Yeah, not... but make it like really scary. Like have them like flying at people. Like you're got the chair woman. Like oh, when it comes to these type of movies. Like the exorcism part of these type of movies don't scare me anymore because they're pretty similar. I mean, yeah. you watch The Exorcist, that's possibly one of the scariest possession films I've ever seen. I think it's still terrifying to this day, you oh, know, yeah. 50 years later. I just, I think when it comes to movies like this, it's everything that happens before that really give you yeah. the frights, like seeing the. You know, just like yeah. if you see a go, like it's not even like in frame, it's like off to the side, you just see like a person standing there. Like, I know, like, in, like that's what Insidious does really well, is it's not, like, everything's in frame. It's, like, she walks into a room, and you just, like, see a dude's face, like, reflected in the fucking window, and it's just like, okay. But, it, you know, when it comes to, like, this type of stuff, like, like seeing Bathsheba's face coming out of the thing was kind of like, okay, all right. That's cool. I didn't mind that. Yeah. It was just the chair thing. It was yeah, like it's just because, I guess, you know, demons can levitate their hosts. I don't, I don't know. It's it's interesting, uh, but she looks for uh, she. So she breaks out of the chair when she comes crashing down. And of course, Drew is the entire time. Drew is looking for April and he finally finds her. Just yells, hey, April, she's over. She's over in that room. And then she's like, ah, scissors. Gotta go kill her. And she's like, Whoa. I know. I'm Fucking like, crawls into the wall. <laughs> shut up. I'm like, bro, shut up, man. What are you doing? Just get her. Get the fuck out of there. Nobody needs to know where she's at. Yeah, Just and a, get her out. And it's literally one of those things where she is literally about to jab the scissors into April when Lorraine is able to stick her arm into a hole and like grab her head and um, you know force Bathsheba out of her. And to be honest, the makeup effects look really good on uh, Lily good. Taylor uh, because mm -hmm. it's a mix between her face and Bathsheba's face. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, she gets a. She exercises the demon. <laughs> True fact. So April gives Lorraine back the locket that she she found it in the basement there. And uh, that's I love it when I was like, oh, yeah, they approved the exorcism. Oh, well, that's good timing. <laughs> and uh, they talk uh, back at home. They talk about how there's a case in Long Island that they should look into, which turns out to be the Amityville horror case. And yeah, that is the end of the conjuring 
So now, I like it when they're trying to take her out of the house, though, and like she oh, can't yes, leave. we didn't talk about that. Yeah, where she's and like, like getting all like the, the stuff. And stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. So she can't leave, and then she gets dragged back to the basement. She's like, Roger, yeah. and then just. Oh yeah, I, thought I can't that believe was I missed really that part. Cool. That part was awesome. Because it's like it's a close up of her, and like you can physically see everything appearing on her face as she's standing. That's her trying to pull her out of the house. And they're like, oh, she can't leave. She's, you know, connected. All right. I gotta. Like, that's that. really cool. And then, like, when she's leaving, uh, after they exercise the demon, Bathsheba. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exercise the demon. <sighs> like, as soon as she steps out of the house, like, all the bruises that were on her body just disappear. Disappear. Oh, yep. better now. Yep. I just think it's really cool to watch stuff, like, happen in real time. Like, you can see it. Is it odd how few people, like, almost nobody died? Like, out of the main cast, like, not really anybody died. The dog. That's, um, I the dog feel, and the I birds. Feel, I feel well, that's, the birds aren't main They're characters. not humans anyway. Yeah. They're just drones. I don't think it, the, this franchise really has a huge death count um, because of its subject matter. I mean, people do die in this franchise, but uh, it's not an astronomical amount. This is, they try to base this on reality as closely as possible. So, I don't know. But we got some comments. We we uh, we asked everybody on Twitter, Instagram, and now the new one, Threads. <laughs> oh, boy. What they thought of this movie. So, we're going to start over on Twitter, where our first one is from Podcast in the Woods. who said, I don't envy you for some of these. Uh, I mean, I have not seen every movie in this franchise, but I'm very excited to check out the ones that I haven't, and I'm excited to revisit the ones I've already seen. Uh, our next one is from Darren from Nostalgia oh, Cast. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Darren. Yeah, he's uh, every once in a while. He's commented once uh, here or there. Uh, we actually have a, a, a double comment from him, and he sent me a DM continue for another comment so i'm gonna read that one too uh one of my favorite scare machines of the last 20 years i just love a horror movie that knows how to goose its audience that hide and clap scene is a wow and having such a loving charismatic couple plus a family worth rooting for at its center really makes it extra potent that's the thing as much as the the, the warrens weren't uh the people they were portrayed on screen patrick wilson and vera formiga play a fantastic couple who really they, you feel the chemistry between them uh, in this movie and all the movies that they're together uh, in this franchise. Yes, thank you, Darren. Geese are scary. Oh. <laughs> also, I don't know if you'll cover this, but when Toby Hooper submitted Texas Chainsaw 73 to the MPAA, they gave it an R rating because it was too scary, even though he shot it for a PG. Yes, because literally, if you watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there is a very little blood in that movie to the point mm -hmm. where it should not have been a rated R, but I guess, yeah. And, and as, as he continues, he says the same thing happened to James Wan in the conjuring, the tone he created earned it an R because of the scares in this movie is what made it rated R, which is kind of crazy. If you think about it, cause there's some pretty scary PG 13 movies out there. Like to be honest, insidious is PG 13. And that movie I'd say has just as, it's just as scary, at least to me, as The Conjuring. But I think more of it being that it's based on a true story, maybe. I don't know. His DM he sent to me was, uh, sorry to keep adding to your Conjuring thread, but I also adore how the movie telegraphs its three-act structure early on. When Carolyn goes to meet the Warrens in class, we see that they're teaching about demonic possession in class. 
By this point, we've already witnessed the first stage, Act 1, Infestation, and when Ed and Lorraine get involved, we'll experience the next two stages. Acts 2 and 3, Oppression in Possession, along with them. Just smart, concise screenwriting that I appreciate and will never forget. Thank you, Darren, for those wonderful yeah. comments. Don't apologize. Oh, absolutely not. Never apologize. On to Instagram. We actually have quite a few Instagram comments. We have our first one from Gimme Back My Horror slash Action Movies. Well, this one's from Gimme Back My Horror Movies, but they're the same account. Uh, great movie. Yes. Hate the real life Warrens, but really enjoy this movie version of them. To be honest, I, I mean, I haven't really done the extensive research on like what's real and what's fake with the Warrens, but I agree. I love the, the performance of Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. I think they play really good fictional versions of these characters. Um, Seismic Cinema says, never playing the clapping game ever. Same. No. It's, <laughs> I mean, outside of, you know, if you if you do do the ghost thing, but like, it just seems stupid dangerous. Yeah. Just to do it on the first floor, please, or do it outside and like have a just, boundary. Just play yeah. hide and go seek in the dark. That's what we did. Yes, Absolutely. that's what I did. And it was Flashlight just, tag. and to be honest, hide and seek <laughs> in the dark is just as scary as what this probably was. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, uh, Billy Joseph Jr., patron of the show and a good friend, uh, says creepy as hell. He also commented the same thing on uh, threads. So thank you, thank Billy. you, Billy. And our last one on Instagram is from Fire Fenrir's, who said, "I'm interested to see how you guys and girl view Ed and Lorraine, real or con men." Like I just stated, really didn't do you are a extensive girl. research on them to say. Like, I don't want to be that person who is like, I think they're fakes. I think they're fakes. I I mean, probably, <laughs> most of the thing, probably most of the things that they did were for publicity and for fame. So, and yeah, and they manipulate. I mean, they, I mean, if you look at paranormal investigators today, like not all of them, but like the ones that are like the big time, like on TV, most of them are just kind of there for the money. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, so I don't yeah. want people to think that because I play Phasmo and there for the money. That, I'm sorry, go ahead. And that I got scared by this, that things like this don't intrigue me. I watched ghost hunter stuff. I have gone on ghost hunting tours. I went to Savannah. I love it. And yes, it does scare the crap out of me. I am one of those that no, I'm not going to put myself in the way of, like, something dangerous. Like, I don't ride um, roller coasters much anymore because that, that does scare me. Like, I can physically get hurt. But ghost hunting things intrigue me. Like, I'm like, it makes my heart... My heart has been racing the entire time we've been watching this. <laughs> like, I have IMDB pulled up and the trailer keeps playing and I have to keep scrolling past it because it, it just makes my heart race. But I continually do things that make my heart race. Like I'm enjoy the thrill. I enjoy the thrill, but I'm not going to put myself into way of physical harm. Like knowing that I could, you know, I don't think that I would ever get possessed by a demon, whatever. But ghost hunting, I like it. I can't play Phasmo by myself. I will I will say that. I have to play with people. I have to be able to talk to people. And I'm probably the first one that runs out of the house when bad things happen. It's true. <laughs> All right. 
She one time she ran out, pushed me out of the way. I was like, dear, it's just the ice machine. She's like, fuck <laughs> you. No. So we live in our in our town. Our we have a building in our town that has actually been on Ghost Hunters. Is that the old hotel? No, it's the memorial building. And it's oh, that's right it. across from where I work. Oh. So we have um the I'll ghost never adventures forget. I can't remember who it was, but we had a ghost hunter group come here. It was before I started working where I'm working. And people have said they've driven by there and they've seen people standing in the windows. There's never anybody there unless it's um, time to vote. It's a voting precinct area. But we were closing one night and we sold um, Halloween decorations that would it was motion activated. There was nobody in the front of the store and it started going off as we were in the back of the store. And I'm like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> like we can get rid of that right now. <laughs> uh, we always, when we ever had displays that were motion activated at Walmart at night when I worked overnights, I would always turn them off or I would just turn them so that they weren't motion activated. There, you'd have to like, there was like a button on them. If you wanted yeah. to do it, because literally you'd be like stuck in the Halloween section every time you walk by the fucking scavenger. <laughs> and they're like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Gotta hear you it, 20, was a, it was a banjo. Tonight. Yeah, it was a banjo oh, playing Lord. skeleton. And I was like, no. All right. Our final oh. comments are on the newest social media site called Threads. So if you want to follow us on. I didn't. We didn't join that one. Uh, blue sky. We uh, yeah, we're over on Threads now. So if you want to follow us over there, we're at dissect that film there now. You go for uh, it. We have uh, comments from Movie Gains, who says one of the great modern horror movies injected some life into the genre at a mainstream level. We have Ashley from Lullaby the Fear podcast who commented, hey. "I'm really, hey. I'm really pumped for you to do this. I we were her. really pumped to start this." Uh, we did an episode with Ashley on 1997's Titanic. Uh, Ashley, uh, who runs Lullaby the Fear podcast, it's a true crime podcast, and it's fucking fantastic. I don't listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. To be honest, I think hers is the only one I do, and it's fantastic. And she covers so many true crime stories out there. Uh, she did an amazing episode on the real-life events of the Titanic, and then she joined us to talk about the movie uh, for its 25th anniversary, and it was an awesome time, and she is fantastic, so make sure you check out Low by the Fear podcast. Uh, And our last comment is from Smiler's Movie Reviews, who said, this might be my favorite horror. The fact of what it's based on makes it have the edge. Thank you, everybody who commented on this episode. I think, to be honest, it's the most comments we've had on an episode in quite a while. Yeah, so I'd thank you so. very much. I know uh, this is going to be, I feel like th- compared to like the Pirates movies, I feel like most people have seen a lot of the movies in this franchise. So hopefully we'll be getting a lot more comments down the road. Uh, but yeah, next week we're going to be talking about the second film uh, in this universe. And that is 2015's Annabelle. Yeah. I haven't hey. seen this one in a while, but uh, yeah, I hate it's dolls. Scary it's, dolls. It's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a fun adventure. We have uh we got Annabelle coming up, and then we have the Conjuring two right after that, and we have a special guest 
on for that episode, but we'll let you guys know who that is next week. Uh, also, we're going to be, as we do with most of our franchises, we're going to be sprinkling in solo movies here and there to kind of give us uh, some, uh, some, you know, a couple, you know, deep breaths, you know, cover something a little bit more, not uh, intense as these movies uh, for bits. I need something. Ha- I'm going to have to go watch um, cat videos before I go to bed. Okay. Please do. We're going to be uh, covering, like I said, we're going to be covering Godzilla 98 soon. I'm just waiting for my fucking shirt. I ordered a Godzilla 98 shirt so long ago, and I'm just waiting for the company to send them because it was a pre-order. So I'm waiting for that shirt to come in because I, I I said I'm not doing that episode until I have my Godzilla 98 shirt. I have to wear it for the episode. And hopefully we'll have a guest for that one. Um, September and October, we're going to be doing spooky movies as well. We're going to be covering some uh, movies celebrating some some important anniversaries, Dan. Important. We got Bride of Chucky celebrating 25 years. We're going to be talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 that's celebrating 20 years. We're going to be st- uh, some fun times we're going to be having uh, coming up on the show. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot of spooky movies for the next like <laughs> three, four months. It's going to be great. It's not going to yeah. be until, like December when we're going to be like Christmas time and then I'm going to pick Christmas horror. We're never going to stop Please. talking about horror movies. We're going to now dissect that horror. We changed our name right now. Fuck everything. No, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> Make it happen, dude. Listen, I love so. listen, I I love talking about horror movies. I know there are a lot of horror movie podcasts out there that literally just talk about horror, and uh, that's awesome. Uh, it's in my opinion the the best genre out there. I I I you know, and I love sprinkling in other genres too. So that's why I can't just focus on one. So you know, we did the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. They didn't, you know, they maybe weren't as popular as when we did the Alien franchise or, you know. The Terminator franchise, which are you know did a killing. We're just having fun. We're picking fun movies, and thanks again to Dustin from the Flicks and Friends podcast for choosing this franchise for us to cover. And um, uh, make sure to uh, yeah, we're we're also guesting on some shows. I know this is recorded like three weeks in advance, but uh, the our episode with Podcast in the Woods on Dead Alive will be out right now. Also, you could check me out on the Flicks and Friends podcast talking about. Uh, almost heroes which is fun um and some other stuff it's gonna be great do we have anything else i'm missing oh also uh we do have a new patron yes thank you we got a new patron robert stewart joined our one dollar uh one dollar tier so thank you very much you'll be getting uh your episodes early um so hopefully you enjoy that thank you so much for giving us your hard-earned cash we appreciate you very much um also we're going to be uh, our our monster show is probably going to be out by the time you guys listen to this. So our first couple episodes okay. should be out. So make sure to uh, if you want, our first episode will be on the main feed. So you guys can kind of get a feel of what the show is going to be. It's going to be kind of similar to this. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> and then the show will be on our five dollar tier uh, going forward. So if you want to enjoy some extra content from us. You can go subscribe to our $5 tier, our Mark Wahlberg book club tier uh, at patreon.com slash film. All right, everybody. That's enough talking from me. I'm tired and um, I got to go to sleep. So yes. (laughs) Say yes to everything. All right. Until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film. And this has been the Dissect That Film podcast episode 116. We'll see y'all again next time. Hey, do you want to play hide and clap? No.
Just wash your hands when you're done. <laughs>